0: Let's get started. If it feels like it's been a painful year, a painful 2022, it's because it has been. There is no way to sugarcoat a very rough 2022. Nearly every investment category is in the red. Growth stocks, value stocks, long-term bonds, short-term bonds, even precious metals have had big pullbacks so far in 2022. Even... The bright spot of the year, energy and commodities, oil prices, we know, were through the roof that helped the oil area of the marketer industry for the beginning of the year. But since the summer, that's fallen as well by 20%. So you put it all together and even a balanced portfolio. So you open up your 401k statement or retirement account, even a target date fund that's got stocks and bonds that traditionally is balanced and one side holds up while the other doesn't Well, that's been a tough place to be too. A stock bond balanced account has had its worst year in 80 years. Again, if it feels like it's been a painful year, it's because it has been a painful year. And here I am recording this episode of the Retire Sooner podcast, and we're in one of these weeks where markets have dropped again, the down, well into bear market territory, down 22, 23% as I sit here and record this, and I know that it really creates huge anxiety and it depends. If you're getting close to retirement and you're eyeing your nest egg that is as big as it's going to get, because you're going to stop saving pretty soon and live off the money, then it gets really anxiety provoking. If you're 30 listening to retire sooner podcast, then of course this should be just hallelujah. High five because as markets come down, down 15, down 20, it's much better to be putting money to work today knowing that over time in your retirement, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, still early retirees, we should have been through multiple market cycles and we get recoveries and we get recoveries and that's what markets do. But in the interim, while we're in this, it can create a lot of anxiety. Uh, Your anxiety level, if you're looking at markets every day, could be at a seven, eight, nine, 10. We want to bring that down to a one or a two with today's episode. Today I want to talk about the remember income. And we're going to talk about a formula that is one of the most important formulas to understand and remember in investing. And really the power of Swan. How there are three really powerful steps that I know really help me and families I've worked with for many, many years sleep well at night. So SWAN's just the acronym that I've used for off and on for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Sleep well at night. How do we take our anxiety levels around investing from eight, nine, 10 down to one or two, because it will make us much better in the long run when it comes to investing. Now, there are a couple of nuances around what's happening today. We we know much of the value destruction that we've seen in every corner of the market really comes from a dramatic policy change from the Fed, the Federal Reserve, US Federal Reserve. I'm not going to pin everything on them, but we know where this is coming from. They've got this Giant battle to bring down record inflation that we've seen back this summer. CPI, consumer price index, hit over 9%. It's come down to the low eights, but it's still as high as we've seen in 40 years. Well, guess what? That means the Federal Reserve has embarked on a rate raise journey that's the most significant rate raise journey we've seen in 40 years. The federal funds rate, which essentially sets the baseline for interest rates in almost everything we do in the U.S. economy for our wallets and company balance sheets was near zero at the beginning of 2022. Today, the federal funds rate is projected to be over 4.5% by sometime in 2023. So we know the culprit, it is it is the Fed, not that all of this is their fault, but in their pursuit to bring down in inflation, they've said, we're gonna need to create some economic pain. And some of that economic pain is the collateral damage of what the Fed's trying to do. We also know that the Fed really missed the boat. So for about an entire year prior to inflation hitting, they said that the tick up in inflation was just, quote, transitory, meaning that it was gonna go away really quickly. And they said that over and over and over again. And now in retrospect, they know they were just totally wrong, not a little wrong, but totally wrong. And the Fed has now finally recognized their mistake and they're playing big time catch up. Again, fastest rate raise pace we've seen in about 40 years. I was looking at mortgage rates today that have now climbed to 6.7%. Just to do some math on, think about how this economic pain impacts the economy. And this is an example of where things will slow down, which could bring, certainly should bring down inflation. Look no further than the housing market. I did the math on a $400,000 mortgage. Back at 3%, you're talking about, about a $1,700 payment. Today at 6.7, you're looking at a 2600 Dollar payment, $900 more. That's a 50% increase. What does that mean? Well, housing prices have just started to dip. We saw that in the most recent Key Shiller Home Price Index, but still only about a half a percent nationally. So housing prices are still very, very close to an all-time high. So the same house you would buy today, let's call it in the fall of 2022, if you would have bought it in January, your mortgage payment would have been 50% less meaning that home prices today because mortgage rates are not the price of homes but the payment that you would have to pay on a mortgage is about 50, five, zero, 50% higher today for the same house that you would have bought at the beginning of 2022. Is that going to slow down the housing market? Absolutely. It pulls buyers out. It makes less buyers in the marketplace, makes it more difficult to sell houses, what has to happen? Prices at some point have to come down. So again, in case the Fed hasn't noticed, the raising of rates has started to work. Housing example number one, that'll also flow through to new cars, used cars, credit cards, anything we have to finance has gotten dramatically more expensive in 2022. And that's going to cool. For the most part, it it almost has to cool down consumer demand that could slow down the economy again, bring down inflation. It's also hit stock markets. The stock market's in bear market territory for a lot of really since this summer, we had a rally at the end of the summer and back down here we are in the fall, back down in the 22, 23, 24% negative range for the S&P 500. So the Fed said they're going to inflict some economic pain and they're doing it. They're slamming their foot on the economic break here in the United States. We've covered some of the more lighthearted inflationary economic pain. I think about it around the, the breakfast table, the dinner table, hot dogs. And again, I have four relatively young boys, so there's always hot dogs in the kitchen. Even though I'm supposed to eat a healthy meal, if I see my six-year-old eating a hot dog, I'm like, ah, I'd love to just have a ballpark, Frank. Hot dog prices up 18%. Eggs up 40% over the past year. Butter, 25%. A lot of butter gets used in the Moss household. Cereal up 16%. But then the necessities are up as well. Electricity up 16%. Rent up 6%. But again, we might see that start to come down as housing prices come down. And then that flows through to something called owner's equivalent rent, which really measures what you could rent your home out for. Huge. About a third of the overall inflation number goes back to shelter. So we won't really see a material drop in CPI or inflation until we see the price of rents coming down. Health insurance up 23%, airfare up 33%. Taking care of your pet, veterinary services up 10% for the year. Only bright spots I can find tomatoes were down two tenths of a percent year over year. But in their continued trend of getting more pixels, bigger screens, and less money that we've seen for decades, really, the price of TVs down a whopping 19%. That's good news here in the fall if you need a new TV for football season. So it's a very different world we're living in today. Almost a completely new paradigm when it comes to living in a world for years with interest rates as low as they've been in the history of the United States, going back to a much more normal, higher interest rate environment. A lot of consternation happening as the world and the economy, and we all, consumers, adjust to that. But it's really led to a ton of bearishness in the marketplace. If you look at the AAII, which is a group of something like 2 million individual investors that get surveyed on a weekly basis, asked, are you bearish, neutral, or bullish? Right now, we're seeing some of the most bearish numbers and statistics that we've ever seen in the history of that survey. So sentiment is terrible. Now, the good news there is that typically it's a contrarian indicator when you have The majority of investors already bearish. It means they may have already sold, gotten out of the market. And it typically is a period of time or inflection point where stocks could end up doing better in the future as a contrarian indicator. But the sentiment nonetheless is bad. So how do we fight through this pain? If you're in your 20s or 30s, again, you should be cheering markets going down. Your 401k, yes, price-wise is probably lower today than it was at the beginning of the year. Again, nearly every asset class as both stocks, bonds, commodities, real estate down or real estate investment trust for the year. So there's three very powerful keys that I would say lead to what we call SWAN or sleep well at night as an investor. And I think that it's in times like today, we all need a little vitamin C when it comes to investing. So here's the list. Number one, first of all, it's the power of a plan. Number two, the power of understanding the formula that we'll talk about today total return equals growth plus income, which equals cash flow. And then three, the power of diversification. We want to be able to revisit just how diversified, how easy it is to be diversified in the world we live in today. Any given ETF, especially for dividend payers, is going to hold anywhere between 100 to 250 stocks, 300, 400 stocks. So that should take the worry away of any one company failing or falling by the wayside. 200 to 300 companies together aren't going to go away unless the world falls apart and we know the world is not going to end. So remember, the goal here is to bring our anxiety levels around investing from the eight or nine level down to a one or a two. We make much better decisions, not just financially, but in life, when our anxiety levels are lower, when our levels of fear being back on our heels are low. We make smarter decisions. So let's start with the power of a plan. Now, this one is awesome. I love the look people get in their eyes once they revisit or, or either revisit a plan or do their first plan. It's a sense of calm. It's a sense of confidence. Clarity is really the word. So it's the comfort that comes with just mapping something out that's long, your entire investing career. It's complicated. There's so many variables. And then making it simple. That's what a plan will do. And retirement planning doesn't have to be like building the wall of China. It can be done on a simple one page. I call these one page retirement plans or one page retirement timelines. Or it can be done on an online calculator. There's several of these that you can find online. Or you can sit down and do one with an advisor that walks you through the steps and all the variables. And what are those variables? Well, we've got money today. We've got the money that you're saving each month or each year. We've got your current value, So your, your home value relative to what your mortgage value is. What are your 401k accounts? What are they valued at or worth? Just really all of your assets, all of your debts. And then we get to spending. Now you could plug in a number. You'd like to see that you'd like to be able to spend adjusted for inflation. Or you can let the plan tell you about how much you'll be able to spend based on how much you've saved and how much you're currently saving. And again, of course you adjust all this for inflation into the future and some sort of assumed rate of returns. And you put all that together, all those complex variables, and it brings this great clarity. And that clarity can remove a lot of investing anxiety. Clarity gives you a roadmap so you make less mistakes. Not perfect. No no financial plan will ever be perfect. But if you have one, it'll, it'll help you avoid big financial mistakes. And it'll help you avoid rash financial decisions. So that's starting with the power of a plan. Number two, let's talk about one of my favorite formulas that doesn't get nearly enough press. And that's TR equals G plus I. What? It's total return equals growth plus income, which starts to point to the steady cash flow or the steady piece of investing, which is hard to find in a relatively unsteady world. So we're all after the same thing, total return. We want our capital to grow. But formulaically, it really only comes from two places. We get appreciation, so we call that growth, or we get cash flow, we get income. So it's growth plus income. The growth piece of that equation is always a challenge because it's not steady. Very few years do we see markets just steadily climb like an escalator. Markets are feast or famine, feast or famine. Ultimately, they average out to about 10, 11% a year. Hallelujah. But you've got some down 30s, down 40s that hurt. You've got some up 20s, up 30s that feel really good. But we don't get to our 10% average rate of return without a lot of famine. Paired with Feast over time.
1: Hey, y'all. It's Mallory Boggs, the producer for the Retire Sooner podcast. From an investment standpoint, the world is changing. We've gone from no inflation to hyperinflation, zero interest rates to much higher interest rates. All of this changes the dynamics for stocks and bonds. So the question for you, are your retirement accounts ready for it? Have you adapted your investments for these major shifts? Do you know what kind of income your 401k account is going to pay you in retirement? If not, maybe it's time for a new perspective. The Retire Sooner team is here to help. If you're ready to talk, reach out to our team and we'll help you take a closer look at how you can generate income in retirement and protect yourself from inflation. We'd love to hear from you. Again, find us at westmoss.com. That's w-e-s-m-o-s-s.com.
0: Now, I'll call this the nervous family story. And this is probably, I've probably had this conversation dozens of times over the past month, as you can maybe imagine as markets bringing anxiety levels up. Imagine you have a million dollars. But now, for a second, focus on what kind of cash flow that million dollars could have. Let's call it 4% a year. So $40,000 worth of paychecks throughout the year. That's the income part of that equation. If you have a portfolio yield, this is not the total return, just the income part in the 4% range. Sure, at any given time, the value of that million dollars may have dropped. Maybe it's down by 10%. That'd be $100,000 of paper value. But if your income stays steady, then on the year, you still should receive $40,000 in actual cash. Now, maybe not Cash out of an ATM machine, but cash in your portfolio. Deposits. The losses and the gains in your 401k, those are paper moves until you need to ultimately touch the principal. The cash flow is real. So focusing on the steady part, the I, the income of that equation, that can lower your portfolio shock anxiety. It's easy to lose sight of that income. That's why so many Zoom calls I've had, I think, in 2022, whether it's somebody in their 50s or an early retiree in their later 50s, early 60s, they're nervous about overall moves in the market. When you start saying, wait a minute, does our income change? Does your overall portfolio income change? Well, yes. Wait a minute. No. Wait, the answer is no. For the most part, it should be no. As an example, stock dividends. I'll use Southern Company. It's just an example here. I'm not saying run out or buy or sell the stock, but this is a perennial dividend payer. And I like to look at the steadiness. I actually have a chart here in front of me of just the dividend payments for the big utility company in the Southeast called Southern Company. Let's say you purchased 10,000 shares of Southern Company for 50 bucks back in 2018. That'd be $500,000 invested in a dividend payer. Again, I'm not saying do this, but this is just illustration purposes. Back in 2018, the dividend was 60 cents per quarter, $2.40 a share for the year. So you would get $2.40 per share times 10,000 shares. You get $24,000 in dividends. If Southern Company dropped to $40 a share, your 500,000, yeah, it'd be worth 400,000. Ouch. But guess what? Your income, since they have not reduced the dividend didn't change $2 and 40 cents a share, $24,000 in income. So now let's say Southern company is $80 a share. Hallelujah. Now your the value is $800,000. The dividends stay pretty steady. It's actually a little higher today. It's 68 cents a quarter or $2 and 72 cents per quarter. Now, now your 10,000 shares are paying you $27,000 a year. So if Southern Company falls back to, let's say, 60 bucks a share, your value is down to 600000 but you still get the same payment, $27,000 a year in income. Price is all over the map. Income really should be very steady. So what about bond interest? This is one of the great silver linings of 2022. Bad news is interest rates are up. Good news is interest rates are up. We talked about earlier that balanced portfolios haven't held up like they typically had. In fact, it's the, they have over history. In fact, it's the worst year for a half stock, half bond portfolio in 80 years. It's really because even though stocks are down, it's really because bonds are down more than we've seen in 50 years in price because bond prices move inversely with rates. We've had an almost infinite rise in rates from essentially zero to over 4% on the two-year treasury. So that's a massive rise in interest rates. It's pushed bond prices down. But here we are. That's already happened. So what about as we reinvest new fixed income or bond dollars moving forward? Well, the good news is, what are forward bond returns predicated on? Where interest rates start. So when you're starting with interest rates at one or two, or zero, one or two, The outlook for those bonds isn't that great. When you're starting at four or five like we are today, now all of a sudden, bonds can actually pull their weight. They've gone from paying nothing to actually paying something, something very significant. I'm going back over it. This is a a two-year chart from September of 2020 to September of 2022. The change in rise is so significant. The one-year treasury two years ago was 0.12 as of the 23rd of September, it was 4.1%, 4.1 divided by 0.12. It's a 34 fold return. Interest rates are 34 times higher today than they were two years ago. And most of that's really happened in the last year. So think about what it is. What does this mean though for an investor? even though I'm I'm a big proponent of owning equities and dividend equities, if I had to choose between a stock portfolio and a bond portfolio, I'd choose a stock portfolio all day long. But let's just look at an example. If you're a retiree and you save $2 million in your retire sooner efforts, and you had a $2 million bond portfolio, and you didn't wanna take on the risk and the fluctuation of the stock market, you say, let's put the whole thing in bonds. I'll just collect interest, so there's not a lot of volatility. Well, let's do the math. And I'll go back and be generous here on the five-year treasury a couple of years ago, about a quarter of a percent. So a $2 million bond portfolio at a quarter of a percent interest is what? Five grand a year in interest. You get five grand in interest on a $2 million portfolio. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any retirement plan work. But today we can find more than 4% as treasury yields have gone dramatically higher. Now 4% on a $2 million bond portfolio is $80,000 a year. So imagine income going from five grand to now $80,000 in interest. That changes the game. These are very significant changes to the good moving forward from here. So we went through this long period of time, 10 years really called 15 years, really paltry interest. That's changed. So now if we think about a balanced portfolio, we've talked about stocks and the steadiness of stock dividends. Now think about the steadiness, not just the steadiness, but the production or the productivity now of interest in a balanced portfolio. Now that I, part of the equation, income can come from stock dividends, it can come from bond interest, and guess what? In any given year, that income should stay very steady. In fact, if you think about what's happened over the past year, that income has really gone up because interest rates have risen. So it's good news for that total return equation from here moving forward, as we've had really almost a global reset in interest rates back to much more normal levels. If you look back over the course of the last 50 and hundred years, money wasn't supposed to be free. Interest rates weren't meant to be negative. Remember we, we were at a point where something like more than $10 trillion in bonds were negative yielding during the pandemic, meaning that people were paying to leave money in a bank. A negative interest rate means you put a million dollars in a negative yielding bank account, you're locking yourself into a number less than a million dollars over the course of the next year. That's what a negative interest rate is. Then we got back to zero, and now we're from zero all the way up to over 4% in many of these categories. A lot of consternation getting here over the past year. Good news moving forward from here over the course of the next several years. And that is the understanding of this total return equals growth plus income, growth, feast or famine, income steady. Put those two together, focusing in on the steadiness of the cash flow in any given year can help you get through rough market years when the G side of the equation doesn't look so hot, just like 2022. Moving on to number three, pulling down our anxiety, getting ourselves to be able to sleep well at night. And that's just the power of diversification. I almost take for granted because I've been been investing in ETFs, exchange traded funds for so long. And yes, I own some individual companies, individual stocks, and I still think that makes sense as a way to invest over long periods of time. But I also really like using ETFs. They're very, very low cost. They're very tax efficient. And you get massive diversification, so much so that I almost take this for granted when you have a hundred or 200 or 400 stocks altogether, it just takes away the worry that one company goes rogue or one company misses the innovation window or one company has some major issue and they go by the wayside. Let's not take this for granted owning ETFs as just one example gives you huge diversification right out of the gate takes away for the most part, single security risk, individual stock risk. So that we don't have to worry about, well, what if people stop taking instant pictures on funky cameras? Because cameras moved to something called digital that then ultimately moved to something called your phone. And the companies that didn't figure that out and waited on it for a decade or so, what happened to them? they, They go away. So here I think is the bottom line on these three. There's so much power in a plan, whether it's a one-pager or a 30-pager, the clarity you get from that is tremendously powerful and important to do. Two, understanding that even though markets go up and down, this equation, total return equals growth, which is wildly divergent, and income, which is a little bit more like watching paint dry, understanding that piece of the equation can help settle your mind when it comes to overall fluctuation. And then three, let's not take for granted diversification and the power of diversification in lowering your overall investment anxiety. When markets are at their most difficult, it's often the case, particularly if you're in your twenties and thirties and the stock market is down, you should be cheering because it very typically means better days lie ahead. Yes. There's still probably pockets of excess in this market. Yes. We still are seeing a federal reserve. That's very hawkish. They're probably not done raising interest rates at least just yet. But if we think about where we go from here, we're much better off buying stocks when they're down over 20% and buying bonds when they're yielding 4% versus when stocks are at a whole time high and bonds are paying zero. So I think there's a real silver lining in where we stand in markets today, both in stocks and in bonds. Again, a year ago, a $2 million bond portfolio was yielding less than $10,000 today it should be yielding more than $80,000. So imagine combining these new higher bond yields with the steadiness of stock or equity dividend payers, and portfolio income levels are seeing their first real tailwind in over 15 years. I think that's news that would-be early retirees should take real comfort in while looking out over the next several years. Remember Swan
1: This is provided as a resource for informational purposes and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. The mention of any company is provided to you for informational purposes and as an example only and is not to be considered investment advice or recommendation or an endorsement of any particular company. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. There is no guarantee offered that investment return, yield, or performance will be achieved. The information provided is strictly an opinion and for informational purposes only, and it is not known whether the strategies will be successful. There are many aspects and criteria that must be examined and considered before investing. This information is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment, tax, estate, or financial plan considerations or decisions. Investment decisions should not be made solely based on information contained herein.